0: Welcome to A Little Idea, a series of discussions about books, how to put them together, where to take them and to create a story and how to create a story that you are truly proud of. If you are someone who is looking to tell a story, you can't rest until you've committed that story <coughs> to page, this is the series for you. Over the last four weeks, we've, be, we've covered completing a manuscript, the options available when getting a book published, the value of investing in a good editor, the process of getting your book designed and printed. But today in our final episode, we're going to be getting into the world of getting your book out there into readers' hands. How do you go about marketing a book? What are some key tips and tricks to help your book along the way? Joining me tonight is Debbie McGillis. She's been involved in public relations for over 30 years, establishing her boutique agency, DMC PR Media in 1993. Amongst her many achievements, she's been responsible for big brand author campaigns such as Barbara Taylor Bradford, Jackie Collins, Jack uh, Bradham and Oliver Sacks. And it's a pleasure to welcome her to our show. Debbie, welcome to A Little Idea. Hi, Nick, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. And it's wonderful to have you here. So just to give everyone a sense of an introduction in this world of kind of marketing and PR, there is obviously a big key difference that many first-time authors and first-time people marketing a book won't understand around the actual world of PR and marketing. What is the key difference between marketing and PR?
1: Well, Nick, the difference between marketing and publicity is that marketing um, includes paid space advertising. So if you see an ad in the paper, it's been paid for which means it guarantees your space in the newspaper. Uh, Marketing also, and we'll get into it later, includes things like social media, includes things like competitions, book events, things like that. Um, Publicity, on the other hand, is is free. So it means that you hope to get an interview, a book review, um, you know, into newspapers, on radio and TV. Um, and that's basically the difference, um, marketing, um, marketing pays for a lot of parts of the promotion, which usually bed down the promotion and then the publicity comes in over the top, uh, and takes it further. So I suppose that's a simple way to explain it.
0: Yeah, it shows that there are, you know, in terms of the actual process, many people often just think about getting into newspapers and getting and getting onto a relevant book podcast. And then once you're there, you've made it and that's it. Um, but yeah. it's often a much more complicated system with many more turning cogs and ideas and you have to have a yeah. real plan in place pretty much like, like it, like with every p- process of your book uh, yeah. to actually yeah. really plan it properly.
1: Yeah. Well, you usually um, work towards what we call a publication date so when the book is going to be in the market um, or up on the website, I mean, you know, the industry's changed so much um, <clears throat> in the last, you know, 30 years, of course. And um, now with technology, anyone can write a book and have it published, which is the big change. Um, but publishing is still a very complex business. Um, and so there are ways that you can get into it. But the start date is when you the book is available, number one. And number two... What is the market, you know, what audience are you looking for? Um, And you've got to understand your audience, who you want to get to. So they're the things really, they're the starting points, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think, and this has been a consistent theme throughout all of these talks that I've had, that when you kind of are venturing down this path of of Mm -hmm. book marketing, like with any other part of your book, you've got to be prepared for the fact that you've got to do this for the love of it not necessarily to expect income off the bat, which I think a lot of people do. Mm. Um, is In terms of actual book marketing and book PR, uh, is there any big differences or big things that really stand out when you are in the process of crafting a book compared to, say, if you're marketing something else?
1: Well, I mean, a book really um, is a set of ideas, I suppose. It's different to marketing peas and beans. I've always said that um and you know you have to have an open mind as you said you know um you have to do it for the love of it you've got to do it because you feel you've got something to say and you hope you'll read an audience not everybody does you've really got to have um an open mind about it and 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 listen to professionals I suppose but the thing about books is no one could have picked that J.K. Rowling, who was, um, her books were rejected 11 times. I mean, all the big authors, any of them, Geoffrey Archer, 20 times he was rejected. So it's such a complex business that you have to understand what you're getting into and be prepared to work hard <clears throat> and not know what's going to come from it. That's, and that's the exciting part of it, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very exciting. I think one of so many people or so many authors get very um, antsy or angsty about the entire process of marketing, um, because it is, you know, throwing your putting your book into the hands of people who want to read it. Um, My own experiences have been this has actually been one of the most enjoyable parts of it, because you're out there speaking with people who are who want to show passion for your project, um, or you know it 's another way to tell your book 's story? Um, you mm. are its representative mm. Mm. in in the actual world of obviously of publishing the, obviously there 's different ways that, that you go about publishing such as you know through a publishing house, hiring an agent uh, hybrid self hybrid self publishing mm. custom publishing, mm. whatever we call it mm. Mm. Um, how does marketing and pr differ for each of those respective what routes that you take okay
1: well obviously um the 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 way to go for most people is to try and get a publishing contract and that's not easy you talked about agents um there's quite a few very good agents Um, they don't take on a lot of people they've got to feel that you know you've got something to say and you can put it out there i mean Nick, you've got a great personality, you're open about what you're doing, that helps. Some people that write don't understand that there is the other side of it. Um, So publishing house is the way to go. It's, um, they're set up for it. They usually start at least a year out. Um, If they've approved your manuscript, it'll take a year to take it to publication, goes through proper editing, proper design. PR people come in halfway through that and start planning their, um, their campaign. So that's the ultimate. Um, but you can do it other ways. So the hybrid publishing model now is quite popular. A lot, a lot of big publishers are doing it as well. where you go to them and you pay them to do a lot of those aspects of that publishing process. But when it comes to PR, you pay the uh, publicist as well. So you've got to understand that you go, it's like going to the casino. You're going to put your money on number 17 black and you don't know if you're going to win so you have to be prepared to understand how much it's going to cost you if you're prepared to you know spend that sort of money and not know what return you're going to get on it so there's no guarantees in this business so that's hybrid and self-publishing um i have worked with some self-publishing people there are ways to do it there's lots of stuff on the internet that people can find but the ASA, the Australian Society of Authors, is a very good place to start. If you're serious about writing and you feel you've got something to say, you have got, you think you've got talent, um, you know, there's manuscript assessors, there's all sorts of people out there that can help you. Um, and, you know, I mean, even with the big publishers that I work with um, and I have done for years, there's no right or wrong way it's just finding the audience going to towards the audience you want to do and building your campaign around that so there's many ways of doing it
0: yeah it's and it is it is interesting the different process that are processes that are potentially available to you um for a lot of our list uh for a lot of our viewers um or listeners uh obviously if you are doing it for example with a publishing house and you've managed to get a publishing house contract um first of all, congratulations to you, because that is very difficult to do. Um, But if you are someone who is in the process or someone who has to kind of help craft their own uh, PR stuff, uh, I'm assuming that we'll kind of examine that little route a little bit more. Um, You mentioned there's a lot of fantastic options out there for self-publishers, for custom publishers, um, even for kind of getting a publicist. Um, And you did talk about, for example, that one of the options would be uh, PR professionals. Um, actually hiring a professional to do your PR um what are the kind of pros and cons associated with hiring a PR professional for example
1: well obviously it's going to cost money I mean you know I've been in the business a long time and I assess each book separately every book is different every author's different there's no one size fits all there can't be so that's how I approach it so look I mean I also assess the book. I don't take everything on that comes through my um, door. I don't want to let people down. Um, And some people think they've got talent and they just don't. Um, So really, before you even get near a publicist, you've got to have gone through a professional process, which includes um, professional editing and professional design for your book. Now that costs money. And I go back to the ASA. Um, They have people listed that they recommend Um, because there's a lot of people out there on the internet, particularly um, people that are based in the US or the UK. We've got very different cultures here to what they have over there. Uh, And they say, look, we can do it online. It costs nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it doesn't really work. But if you're just wanting to do a story, get your story in print. There's plenty of ways to do that. Give it to your family. Give it to your friends. Sell it to some other people. There's plenty of ways to do it, to, to get yourself in print. Um, but if you're gonna go down the professional route, you've got to be prepared to spend the money and to trust the professionals you talk to.
0: Yeah. It's and and also kind of similar to the, the yeah. editing process and, and the design process, it's a very much a collaborative effort. It's very Absolutely. much your 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 yeah. Because it's obviously the the professional's job to really make sure that the story that you have crafted translates into the marketing campaign to want people to buy it. Yeah, and yeah. But similarly for you, it's also a way of making sure that your vision maintains and stays the same. So yeah. it's very a very give-and-take and process.
1: It's also very much a people process too. You know, I mean, not everyone gets on. You know, I've been doing this a long time and I'm pretty good at picking people. Um, and if I start having a conversation and I think, mm, I can't work with you... I don't, you know, and conversely, people might say, you're not right for me. So it's not all going to happen at the beginning. Um, you've got to do your research and you've got to, but you've really got to understand why you're doing it because it's not for the faint-hearted. I mean, Nick, you've been through it. You've got to have passion. You've got to trust yourself, trust the people around you and hope, you know, hope that what you're putting in place is going to work because people come into my office and say, oh, what makes a book sell? And I say, well, if I knew that, I'd be on a yacht in the Bahamas. I have no idea, you know. So all I know is that I love being involved with books. I have ever since I started um, and that hasn't changed. And I love meeting new people, seeing what ideas they have, but I can't, I don't guarantee anything. I just say, let's go, let's have a go, you know.
0: Yeah I think that's I think if, if we it, it it is a real exact science trying to predict when you can sell a book or what sells a book it's always to do with the times what people are interested in what's trending what isn't it's yeah it, it, there is no guarantee what but what matters is I think and for many of any many people listening is that you just get the book out there and find your audience that is yeah. genuinely interested and it's important that you do that that research yeah. and that engagement yeah if you can't afford a PR professional if you have to do it yourself. Um, yeah. and I have had personal experience in that with my, with, with my book, um, all of the PR and marketing I did was all self-organized. Um, what are the major things that you need when you are putting your PR together? So you are pitching to, to all, to podcasts, to newspapers, um, What are the sort of things that just are basic bread and butter that you need to get right when it comes to doing your own PR? Well,
1: you've got to understand the media you're going to. You know, you can't waste their time. They're busy people. I mean, obviously, you need a press release. Again, there's a lot of um, ASA. There's a lot of tools online. Um, Don't forget that besides the major publishers, um, thousands of books are published in Australia each week particularly, well, especially each month. So they're lobbying on literary editors, you know, podcast desks all over the country. So you've got to make sure that what you're doing is absolutely as professional as it can be. Uh, But, yeah, you can produce your own press release. I mean, I always say start local, you know. Um, I always say go and meet your bookstore and tell them what you're doing, get in touch with your local paper, Um, you know, start local uh, and see how you go. Um, And you might find that it's when you start it, you might find it's not for you. And you may then go back and say, okay, I'm just going to go through one of those uh, print on demand places where you put the book into a machine, if you like, and it comes out and you've got something. So it's not one size fits all. And you went through it, but you had good instincts, obviously, Nick, and people do have good instincts and they can do it, but not everyone can do it.
0: Yeah, it's, it it is a very uh, difficult process that might sometimes feel like you're getting, you know, blood out of a stone, for example, Mm, but absolutely, absolutely absolutely right in terms of my own experience with this one, Um, you know, putting together just it was just very small things doing it right having a press kit having professional photographs taken, having, uh, doing your press release, really kind of making it clear to any publishers or newspapers or podcasts or whatever. I think a lot of people approach stuff like this or from my own experience, having been in the industry, a lot of people just say, Hey, I have this book. Why aren't you talking about it? Which is often the mentality that they come at, which can be quite negative which really yeah. also is, and also isn't very professional. I think the, the books that have really drawn our attention are books of here's my book and here is why it is worth your time, which is something that is always kind of stuck with us whenever we've had books dumped on us uh, from, from our end, we see a book. And if someone has actually taken the time to craft a press release provide us with additional information. So if we want to do an interview or whatever, we can actually touch on particular topics, even additional content around that as well that we can refer to. Um, Those small things just go such a long way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything you're saying is right, but it's, it's not instinctive to some people and it's not what they expected. Um, Some people have an idea of what it would be like to publish a book. um, And, you know, more often than not uh you don't understand it and you go down that road and you're just going to get lost um, mm. so you know um, research is the thing and talking to professional organizations that might be able to give you some tips um, as i said before
0: yes definitely i think it's just getting any sort of knowledge that you can because it, this area can feel particularly very very much like a gray area um, i highly recommend that yeah You talk, have have mentioned a little bit uh, uh, earlier about book selling, about about social media rather and uh, the the part that social media plays in book selling. Mm. Um, Where does that kind of, of fit now? Because it is a new kind of place where books are being bought, sold and talked about. Yeah,
1: yeah. But look, social media is another marketing tool. I mean, you've got to know your audience. But, you know, I mean, a lot of older people aren't on social media. And yeah. they come to me and say, oh, "I better get a Facebook page, and I better get this." And I say, "Well, do you use it? No." And I said, "Well, if you don't know how to use it, don't use it, because it can blow up." You know, there's other ways to get out there, um, but you would have used it very efficiently, I think, Nick. You understand it, uh, and again, it's like a community. You know, you get you find a community that are interested in what you've written about, um, and that's where podcasts come in. There's a lot of bookstagrammers, bloggers out there. That's what they do for a living now. You know, They read books and people go to those areas. But you've got to be part of that community. You can't just go, okay, I'm 70 and I've written this fabulous book and I'm just going to now join social media. It doesn't really work that way unless you're going to pay a social media company and they're very expensive because it's so time consuming. Um, so, you know, but if you, are, you know, like I talked local before, your local bookseller would have uh, very good social media around their, um, store. And if they do decide to take your book on, uh, they may do some social media with you, but they would do it for you, not you. So it's really, if you're going to get into it, you've got to understand it and know why you're doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I absolutely agree that, you know, if you're not, if you're not using your social media properly or um, correctly, it can often look worse than having nothing at all. Mm. Um, so if you are diving into that world of social media, I often feel like you need to get a sense of it or a feel for it pers- first. So kind yeah. of joining, you know, uh, book groups, reading groups, author yeah. groups, writer yeah. groups, seeing what they're talking about, seeing all the stuff that they actually mm. are interested in and kind of leaning yeah. into that is often a fantastic place to start and actually actively starting to contribute to it before you th- say, Oh, by the way, I have this book here as well. Yeah. Is,
1: That's is- really important, Nick, that you've, I've worked with a lot of people that, I mean, there's writers' centres all over Australia that you can join. This is a slow process. This is not going to happen overnight. People don't wake up in the morning and say, I think I'm going to write a book. You know, there's a process and there are ways to ease yourself into it. And you get into these writing groups and we talk about community. um, And this is a real community. People support each other. If you are willing to learn, I mean, there's plenty of university courses and stuff you can do, but, you know, you've got to be willing to put the hard yards in or you won't get out of it what you put in because the process is part of the whole uh, deal, really. You know, it is learning so much as you go along. Um, And any good writer you speak to, I mean, they hone their craft. It doesn't, they just don't sit down and write a book and then put it out there. It does not happen
0: yeah it's there's a whole process it's everything to it it's Ooh. it's very valuable you yeah. talked a little bit about uh bookstores um and physical yeah. events just before and i want to i want to kind of come back to that and, and, and talk a little yeah. bit more about that yeah. because from from my own personal experience um experiences and and conversations with bookstores are invaluable um Mm -hmm. they are they are kind of a big part of of book sales for me personally um and the conversations that you have with both the the books the bookstore store owners and also people who you run into um i think a huge what does that kind of bookstore engagement and those kind of physical events whether it be doing a book signing or even a, a physical book launch um what do they provide for you in terms of of book selling If you well, want I mean,
1: selling? if you've got to the point of of publishing your book, whether it be yourself or through a publisher, booksellers, are, particularly in Australia, we've got a very robust independent bookselling um, uh, landscape here. And the thing about books is that. Um, people that are involved in it love books and they love ideas and they love talking about them. So a local bookstore can organise an event for you, a launch event or, you know, something where people can come along. I mean, normally they'll want you to bring your friends along who are only too happy to support you. But also they'll put it in their newsletter, you know, they'll let people know, they'll talk to people about it. I mean, the beauty of bookselling is that, and I did it a bit in between jobs and I loved it, is hand selling, it's talking to people about something you've read and sharing that passion. And I use that word passion a lot because, you know, book selling is part of the arts. And in this landscape we're in at the moment, um, you know, it's a difficult time. But people, books are going really well because people are realising when they read a book, they're using their imaginations. And so um, it's sort of this circular economy, I like to call it, you know, where we're all in it together. Um, but you've got to have the right attitude Um, and certainly um, you know we talk about Matthew Riley he printed his own books put them Mm. in a bookstore a publisher walked in picked it up read the back and rang him and said come and see me and the rest is history you know I mean so things like that do happen but not very often but again it comes back to you know you've got to want to do it you've got to work hard you've got to have the right attitude and the right Personality to agree because to a degree because you got to put yourself out there and that's not easy.
0: Mm, yeah, it, it really isn't. But I think if you do uh, want to kind of engage with those bookstores, it, it is honestly to go one of the funnest parts of the process yeah. because yeah. you're chatting with other people, be it booksellers or people who are yeah. as passionate and as uh, and love books as much as you do. Yeah. You have conversations about the writing process, books that you're reading. I have gotten so many recommendations from people who I've just ran into at, at like a signing events or that I've been involved in. Um, yeah. and it's made my to be red pile, go to the roof. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it is honest to go one of the funnest and most enjoyable parts. And additionally, within the context of working within the industry, um, it is, you know, those relationships with particular bookstores are is so important, especially Ooh. if you are just getting started and just getting out there. Um, often when I've done bought so, signings at one of it at one bookstore that helps you get signings at another bookstore because yeah. it shows yeah. that first of all, not that you're just, not just that you're willing, but yeah. that you are can conduct yourself in a professional manner in this space. And that, yeah. you know, you can be something that is worth that book sales time. It, pr- it shows yeah. that.
1: And also you can't assume anything when you come into this, people assume lots of stuff around, publishing and book selling and so on and you have to be respectful um, (coughs) and speak to people in a way that you're learning about it and you're prepared to learn you're prepared to take advice and listen to people Um, you know that's really important too
0: yeah absolutely um so i'm aware that we're starting to we're gonna we're running a bit short on time so uh, i'm gonna kind of ask kind of one last kind of final question about that in the entire, the entire book process. Um, and that is, you know, obviously if you're wanting to try and get into this in a professional time, it, there's always a point where you're going to have to, uh, is there a time that you ever say goodbye to your book? Do you, when you move on to the next one or is it well, just continuing mm-hmm. forever?
1: Yeah. I don't think you ever say goodbye because they're like your children, aren't they? I mean, you know, I mean, um, You've written your book, you've promoted it, it's out there. It takes on a life of its own. It's going to take you places you didn't realise it would take you. So it's always there with you. And then you move on to the next one. You've learned so much from this book, but it's there. It's on your bookshelf and it'll still keep selling. I mean, secondhand bookstores, you know, you see on on social media sometimes people will show a book that came out 10 years ago um, and it's still is enjoyable then. And there's book libraries all around streets now. Books live on. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of them. Unlike the technological world, um, you know, books are real things that you can hang on to and keep and, and get enjoyment from. So you don't ever say goodbye. They're always there um, as part of your life, which is a really wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. And, and another thing that is so lovely about that is that they, they have a life of their own as well i mean yes Mm. that they're obviously they're part of you and they came from you and that is and that is a fantastic thing Mm. but books those books may go places that you haven't even thought of Um, well
1: exactly exactly and you get feedback sometimes you'll get an email from someone in america or something who someone gave the book to you so it opens up a whole new world for you Uh, but again you've got to have the right attitude about it you've got to understand that you know it'll stuff will come back to you and yes there'll be ups and downs but if you take it in the right vein if you understand that this is um, there's no guarantees in this world but it's a lot of fun when you get into it um, you know that's the way it works I think
0: yeah it, absolutely I, I was chained to a friend of mine recently who he has a, a, a book coming out he's actually a fitness instructor and he, fitness instructor and he's got a book coming out and I kind of explained to him I said, You've got to be prepared for the fact that you're going to be talking about this book a lot now because you're now in the world of life after, you know, publishing a book and publication and stuff like that. Um, and he was going, going yes, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, but it will come up all the time. And you have mm-hmm. to be prepared for that and know that whenever you are prepared to talk about that, you bring the right attitude to it because it's in times it can be very taxing and very exhausting. Oh, yeah, but that yeah. is the life Of publishing, that is the life of your book is there after it. It is life before you put the book out and afterwards. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you get asked the same questions all the time, you know, and here we go again, but it's a different audience every time. So you have to keep it fresh, you know, and not be going, oh, God, here we go again. You go into it like you did the first time. And because people pick up on that, they pick up on the fact that you're excited about your book um, and you want to share it with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and the fun part is as well as even, you know, years later they're they're still showing the same passion for that book that, than the day that you had when you started it, which is a, That's right. a wonderful thing. It's a living, breathing yeah. thing that continues and has a life of its of its own, which is wonderful. That's right. Um, I could talk to you all day about the about marketing and PR, but I know that you are an incredibly busy person. You have things to do, people to see. Thank you so much for your for your pearls of wisdom, Debbie. It has been such a pleasure, pleasure chatting to you. For
1: Me too. Thanks so much, Nick.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. And for all of our listeners, I'll also attach a link to DMC PR Media in the description as well, so you can go and check them out for yourself. Additionally, um, we've talked about the ASA, uh, the Australian Society of Authors as well. I will include links in the description to that as well. Um, but with that that brings us to the episode our final episode in this series um, a little idea I'd like to wish a special thank you to Debbie as well as all of our guests over the past few weeks please be sure to drop us a review on any of on, on this for this series on any platform Platform, if you're re-watching or listening to this and above all I hope that this has given you a platform of expectation as to what getting into publishing is like and hopefully given you that little push forward that you need in terms of getting your own project finished my name is Nick Wasiliev. I'm the author of When Men Cry, um, which you'll have links to down in the description below. Please check out all our episodes of A Little Idea in the playlist as well. Debbie, thank you once again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks.